Today is April 8th, and the Yankees have swept the Baltimore Orioles, something we expected them to do and we wanted them to do, and they did it. It was a home run bonanza. I think there's at least 10 home runs in the series. I don't know the official number. We're going to talk all about it. We got a happy, happy podcast day, and I'm happy about it. So let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening and talking to Yanks. We got a win on podcast day. If you didn't listen last season, these avoided us at all costs last year. We would win the series, but we'd lose the last game of the series. I think we went like nine in a row without having a win on podcast day. A happy podcast comes on a happy podcast day win. So I'm excited about that. Sunday, beautiful Sunday. I'm excited. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got my co-host, Jake. He's coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan living out there in Colorado. Mm. Woo, how you doing, Jake? Jimmy, I'm good, man. You're right. We uh, the, the elusive third game of the series win uh, that bummed us out a couple times last year. It's, it's funny how quickly things can change, huh? It's... The uh, the offense wasn't working. We weren't winning games. A little sweep in B-more and, you know, a seven-home-run Sunday starts making you feel pretty good. Flying high. I, I've been saying it for years, and I think I'll say it. I think it'll be like my saying is baseball emotions are the most fleeting. Okay. And you go so high and so low because it's every – it's every day. Football, yeah. you ride out an emotion for the week until the next game. Right. Basketball, hockey, it's it's closer. Not but as base, many games. Not as many games. It's 162 games. And if you're a diehard fan and you live and die with the result, there's no emotions as fleeting as baseball emotions. We were down in the dumps, and now we're sky high. And I'm happy because we have so many patrons that sponsored this episode that get a good episode to sponsor. And here they are. Katie Sharp, Queen of Stats. Thank you, Katie. She's going to be doing a lot of stuff with us coming up, so that's exciting. Lauren Bennett, Ben McKinney. Ben's been around the block for a while. Joe Sassone. How would you say that, Jake? Ciccone. You're my Italian name guy. Something like that. Rich Diodario. Uh, Adam, that's Adam's dad. Adam hosts the Other Guys podcast under a Talking Yanks umbrella. If you're ever itching for more Yankees talk, go check them out. Rich Arello, seen him around and about for a while. Sean Massa, Scott Graham, Bravo Shannon. What you got on that name? Whoa. Bravo. I mean, is, that, is that a congratulations? And then Shannon, is that the name? We, we, we're going to need a little follow-up on that. And Mike Idol. My idol. <laughs> Idol's I-D-L-E. Mike's yeah. just chilling. He's pretty just idle chilling. right now. Yeah, just stationary. 
I like that. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. It's $2 a month to support us. You guys have been awesome, allowing us to do everything we're doing and uh, cover costs of a lot of this stuff. And uh, we really appreciate it. And in return, you get a chance to win two jerseys each month. We had two winners last, one via contest, one via raffle. You get to have live access. There's the chat's kind of, there's people talking in the chat right now, watching us live. Um, if you don't want to watch live, you still get access to the video of the podcast, as well as some extra features that will be coming up soon. Um, I think but hopefully by next Sunday, we have a fun announcement for our patrons and then everyone else that is part of our little Talking Yanks community. But uh, go to patreon.com slash Talking Yanks or johnboymedia.com and they'll all get you there if you want to support us. We appreciate it. Well, bonus footage, couple jerseys. It's like a fun community. We've got a, the chat is blowing up right now. If if you want to watch us record live, um, so we thank them and we'll we'll be thanking you guys soon, hopefully. So, all right, Jake, uh, what's your state of mind? I mean, it's happy, right? Yeah, it's hard hard not to be happy. I mean, at, at the same time, you you kind of want to come back to that this was business approach. This is what we expected. This is what we're supposed to do against the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um we we saw a couple couple little comeback action. You like that? Um you know that's that's something that that gets to me probably in an unfair way. Um cuz I mean, you're going to lose a lot of Yankees baseball games. I mean, we're we're going to have you know, 60 losing days this year, and this team could still have an incredible season. Um, but, you know, I just we've seen a lot of those one-run, two-run leads late in the game, and everyone goes homer mode, and it and then it turns into strikeout city, and you don't really get a comeback going. Uh, homer mode worked. <laughs> that could have been the <laughs> Orioles. That could have been us. Um, but, no, man, it, it's it's awesome. We we got some excitement. We we had some highs and lows. You, you talked about the highs and lows of a day. I mean, we were having highs and lows between half innings. Yeah. I'm good, man, and I think – I just think if you look at a lot of the main statements, if you had to put the five main statements from this early part of the Yankee season, you'd say that – like the pitching's doing pretty well. Um, you'd say Gary's going nuts, and now, I you know the the things you'd highlight if you told me two weeks into the season that those things were happening, I'd be like, "That's great news." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minus the injuries. Minus the injuries. I mean, the injuries. I and hey, n- knock on wood. What's what's the. Uh, when you walk into the warehouse, it's been what three days since injury. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and the Orioles were testing our limits in this series. We had a bunch of hit by pitches, some weird slides and stuff, and uh, Wade got tossed. But yeah, so far so good. And I mean, that's the thing. Just like overall talk right now is, um, can we weather the storm? Right. And for a while, it was looking like no, we can't. Now, this is Baltimore, and they're right. supposed to be the worst team in all of baseball. But I think they've proven to be a little scrappier than people were expecting. But Houston is coming up at Houston. So we're going to, I mean, these emotions will be fleeting away tomorrow. So that's why I'm going right. to soak in the joy. Because as soon as, as, soon as my, my brain turns the page, probably tomorrow morning, it'll be like, okay, shit, this is going to be a good test. Because I, I don't want to get swept there. Yeah, uh, the Houston series is gonna it's gonna be intense. It's that that'll be pretty cool. 
Um, it's going to be the first time it doesn't feel like early season baseball a little bit. I know that's half dramatic, but like this is these two teams are going to look at each other and be like, okay, let's see what you got this year. So that's going to be fun. And yeah, the, I think probably our last thing we really give the Orioles and Kaster actually pegged it on the broadcast best. He was saying, you know what? They were talking about how they have to win differently, stealing bags and stuff. But man, them throwing behind runners and all the pickoff plays they had on and they had some success against us. And I think I think earlier in the season, finding out that Baltimore does that <laughs> kind of sucked for the Yankees a little bit and, and you'll be bre- better prepared going forward. They got guinea pigged into that. Now the rest yeah. of the league knows, okay, they run a pickoff play like every three seconds. So let's let's keep it tight on the base pass. We'll get into we'll get into all of that coming up. Let's go uh, straight into Burns. Have some fun. We got three burn it. fun Burns. I'm excited for what you cooked up for us, Jake. Yes, sir. All right, let me get the music ready. And game one versus the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles home opener. On your mark, get set, burn. Home opener at Camden Yards, the Big Maple, James Paxton versus the Big Year of Corn, Alex Cobb. <laughs> Paxton got jumped on in the first, gives gives up three, start off by a leadoff homer by Villar. Three nothing until top three, Glay Bay Bay. Glay Bay Bay, solo shot, 3-1. Paxton would settle down, finish with 5.1, four earned run, nine Ks. Not his best, but good bounce back after the first inning. Top six, the Yanks would rally. Gary home run, remember that, and our sweet prince. Glaber goes boom again, a four for four day at the plate. Two home runs, put the Yankees ahead five to four. King Louis V with the cherry on top, little three run homer to ice it. Paxton to Canely to Britain to Chapman. Yankees win 6 4. Yankees win 6 4. You threw a, a ABB on me there. You like that? I mean, Roommate Krause and me, that was our favorite song for so long. We used to turn everything into an A-Baby song. A-Baby. What was his name? BJ uh, Hurricane Qu- Hurricane Chris. Yeah. What's He got any new tracks out? Is he touring? No. His song no. came out the very same month that Hey There Delilah came out. So that'd be 2007, I think. And nice. me, and, me and Krause would just crush those. Hey There Delilah and then A-Baby. I'm in the DJ booth taking photos with the DJ. Hey, baby. <laughs> Real good lyrics there. It's like a, it's basically punctuation. You can end a sentence with that. Hey, baby. Yeah, we had a dog that's name was Daisy, and Krauss would just go, hey, Daisy. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> you got to make the layups there. Easy. All right, let's go game one. What do you got on game one? Where do you want to start? Let me go to my well, notes. Well, my... hey, yeah, man. I, I That's what I was going to say. How long ago does it seem this game was? I mean, A, there was an off day in between, so there's a little a little extra push there. Um, but, yeah, I I had to, like, relive this game a little bit. And, man, I mean, this was Glaber. We were down 4-2, four to two, Fortitude. Fortitude. And uh, Glaber looked good. He had his I want I want to hit. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Someone DM'd me and said, like, hey, did you see that? And for anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's on uh, johnboymedia.com. All the breakdowns I do are on there now. They're on tab. But this is cool. We got to tell anyone that missed it, Jake. Uh, Glaber's on deck in the eighth inning, seventh inning, whatever inning it was. He already has a double and a home run on the day. And he thinks DJ LeMahieu got walked 
but it was really just ball three. So he starts walking to the batter's box early and then realizes like, oh shit, DJ's still hitting. So goes back and looks into the dugout and someone must have said something to him. So he kind of laughs and just goes, I want to hit. And then he steps up there and hits a three-run homer to, to give them the lead. So Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Glaby gets that smile going. We like that. It was actually, Jim, and this kind of surprised me reliving it, that was the sixth inning. Gary homered, and then Glaber got one later that inning. It did feel later in the game. I think that was just a little early season. We've well, been losing. We couldn't believe it like, anymore. It, would, it had been getting l- late early. Yeah. Because it just seemed like they would go to die. But Gary and Glaber both had home runs earlier in the game, and uh, Boone was getting on the ump because Aaron Judge was getting struck out on some horrible calls. Yeah, and they everyone's been sh- well, not everyone's been shown, but that stat is ridiculous that Aaron Judge has the most uh strikes called below the zone over the past couple years and it's like 180 calls now or something like that. It was at 171. And I mean, just think about that. I mean, when you know, part of the beauty of the game is, you know, when it's a 1-1 count, how different the game becomes if it's either 2-1 or a 1-2 count. And I mean, you start adding up those pitches over time. I mean, that's that's awful. <laughs> um, so you you wonder what you can really do about it. I mean, the the one was so bad. Um, but yeah, man, the uh, the Yanks showed a little fight. We had Paxton bounce back after the bad first inning. Mentioned that a little bit. I didn't realize he ended up with nine strikeouts. Me neither. Uh, I was doing our fantasy update to you know get the scoreboard for everyone that plays our fantasy game. And it was yeah. nine strikeouts. I was like, oh, shit. That's crazy. Tom, Tommy tight pants came in. He had the one walk again. Everyone was a little nervous. And then he settled down. Well, 1.2 out of Canely. Britton came in. He's zero ERA in the season. And then uh, happy chappy. Uh, Ice did even though we were up four with the uh, the Voight tack on Homer. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that doesn't step on our awards in this game. Just, I mean, we liked the way the pen was used. Correct, like we, because that's usually what we would talk about here. But I think in this game, we were fine with how it was utilized. Yeah, I think I think you could have been a little, if you wanted to be, you could have been a little surprised that Canely uh, was the go-to. Yeah, but it worked out. It was it was, yeah, it worked out. And you, Jim, you've said this like early season, and with the relievers, you kind of have to find out who has it. And I mean, Canely, he tight roped his first outing, but he's. He's looked solid, and, and, and this was the other thing because the off day was the next day. I think people were, when Canely came out um, for the second inning, people were a little, they thought he was just going to be the fireman because we had an off day coming up the next day. But at the same time, I mean, Happer goes 4.1 innings the next game, which we'll talk about that. But, I mean, if we're going to have to get, I think the Yankees are essentially planning on that they're going to need four innings from their bullpen every game. yeah which which you don't want to but it's it's early in the season but it's kind of where baseball's at and that's the thing I mean if if they did pull Canely there you might have to and someone comes in and is having a bad day now you've burned two more arms so you kind of have to do that especially early in the season seeing what Tommy's got again and it ended up working out that day (laughs) slightly different story the next yeah let's just go right to the next yeah ready Ready for game two, Burn? This one is a doozy of a game. Yeah, uh, let me let me get my notes up here. Because okay. Because 
All right, we game two. We got Hap on the mound versus Bundy, an exact rematch of a yeah. pitching matchup we had in the first series of the season. On your mark, get set. Burnt. Dylan Bundy again, his second start against the Yanks versus Jay Happ, trying to bounce back from his last start. Just like Dylan's dad, Ted, those Bundy boys hate seeing the judge. Aaron with his first home run of the year. Trey Mancini says, LOL, same. It's 1-1 after 1. Top three, judges and Bundys. Judge gets him again, Jimmer. It's 3-1 Yanks. Let's jump bottom seven. It's 3-2. This is where this thing starts to get a little crazy. Jonathan Holder goes out for uh, his third inning. He appears in, lets a couple guys on. They bring in Adovito from the pen. So who do the Orioles counter with? Chris Davis, where this analytical world is coming to a crash. Davis grounds one to birdie, birdie, bobbles it, runs, scores. It's 3-3. We've got two on, no outs. They end up getting a sack fly. It's 4-3 Orioles after seven, and you're sitting there saying, we got to have this game. We had this game. What happened? And Jimmy, lightning in the thunder. Imagine Dragons. Imagine Clint. Imagine written in all undercase because Clint's tweeting it. Homer to left, three-run job. It goes from 3-4 to 6-4. Yankees take the lead. Happer wasn't great, 4.1, two earned runs. Happer to Holder to Adovino, Chad Swag Green, Araldis Chapman, Yankees win 6-4. What a wild game this was. Really a tug of war with your emotions because in the end, you get the win, and a win is a win is a win is a win, but not the product you want to see at all. I felt betrayed by this game, Jake. You did. That was my word that I was floating around. If they lost, that was my word I was going to use in my post-game recap. I just felt so betrayed. Like, I love this team so much, and I put so much of me into this team watching it. Right. And what you're doing doesn't make any sense, and I don't understand. It's like, you know how when you have... If you talk to parents with like, with like young kids, right, like babies, okay. and um, they do some dumb shit, like sometimes, like you know, baby just like you know, picks up a piece of goose poop at the park and eats it, sure. and you're just like, why, right? Why'd you do that? And like they're like two years old and they do it again. You're like, you're smarter than this. Like why? Like come on. Or your kid takes all the crayons and writes on your walls, and you're like betrayed. Like, come on, why would you start the inning with Holder at 30 pitches? What in a two-run game in the seventh? Why? It was like you found your own kid digging through his own diaper. Like, wait, cut it out. After the off day, there's like no possible excuse you can give. For that to happen. Like, why are you betraying me? That's what I felt like. And then the bird bobble and and that play, it was like, I was like, what have, what 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 have we done to deserve this? Come on. And hey, Jimmy, uh Jimmy the, the, the only the only thing that I'll I'll pitch in bef- before you continue was there was because it was hunting for logic when Holder came out again, because you're like, all right, Holder kind of did his job. 1.2 out of Holder. It's exactly what we said from Canely the other day. Like that that was a really good effort by him. 
And so in my head, I was like, all right, maybe they're going to give him Mullins um, just because Mullins has been having a tough tart to start to the season. And That's I, was, what I, I, tweet, I tweeted, I, it was the only logic you can find. I was like, all right, they're going to give Holder Mullins, I guess, to try to get the two innings out of him. And if he gets him out or he doesn't, I mean, that's it. Because then it's top of the lineup. I mean, Villar, if, if you didn't watch a lot of this series, I mean, he's he's a Major League Baseball player. Um, the, the booth was giving him a lot of love. But then they left him in for Villar with Adovino up in the pen, and he was already throwing. And it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was bizarre. Bizarre. It, it doesn't make any sense. If you want to know what Boone said, he said that he was saving Adovino. said Britain was unavailable. Which, cool. But why? There was an off day yesterday through 20 pitches the day before. So I don't know if it was something else going on. Like, because why was Britain unavailable? He shouldn't be unavailable. Like, but I think that's what they do. They just like write, like, he, okay, he can't come in. That's fine. Now, Britain can't come in. Now, you want to use Adovino for the heart of the order, not for Mullins and the leadoff guy? I, I guess I get that. But why don't you just use Adovino for those two guys? and then one of the other guys, and then use him again for two more outs the next inning. It, or bring Kate, or even even then, I would be more happy with Canely at zero pitches right? than Holder at 30. Holder's a two-inning reliever, and he's like our fifth or sixth down the line. So he yeah. did good enough. He, gave, he, let in, he let a run score when he did come in earlier. But he did good enough to get those, what, four outs or whatever? 1.1 yeah, I mean, one innings? There, there was a runner on second when he came in. He gave up a single. That guy scored. Um, so one of the inherited runners scored. So that, that one was uh, technically goes on Happer. But, yeah, and then he kind of settled down. He had, uh, I, I don't know, they went down one, two, three uh, in his full inning there. But, yeah, they, they brought him out again. I, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand yeah. the reasoning behind it. They make these plans and then they just try to pigeonhole their plan into the game and it doesn't it doesn't always work. The base running is awful. I kind of want to get to this in in later in the show so we can we can skip it for now. What else happened in this game? I mean Judge finally got his two home runs. He got his first home run in the game. Bundy was throwing him all fastballs and he said that in his post game. He said, "Well, Bundy likes to attack me with fastballs early, so I figured I'd try to jump him." Good for you, Judge. Do you know he didn't have a two-homer game all of 2018? And he had seven that. in 2017? Wow. I knew that in 2017, it felt like if he got one, he was getting another. Right. But I didn't realize he didn't have one of those. So uh, that was, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess he was out for a little while. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty bizarre. We'll, we'll talk about guys hitting multiple home runs. Man, I mean, we've come this far. We... we Judgey gets two, and when he hits the two home runs, like his season was, or the start of his season was complete. Like at at that after the two home runs, like his OBP was four whatever. He was batting around three hundred with two home runs. You're like, okay, Judger is back on pace. Uh, he ended up he he went over in today's Yabo Fest, which was shocking. But his his numbers and his start are are kind of back aligned. Jimmy, it's um well, I guess we could talk about. The decisions. Oh, and we we are missing one big part of the game that led into this. Yankees bases loaded. They've got the Orioles on the ropes, and we see Clint Frazier come to pinch hit uh, for Mike Talkman, our guy. 
Gary gets picked off of third. Mm-hmm. Um, they run the pickoff play. Gary kind of trips over his feet. He come. He like he essentially beat it. He didn't slide, and then he fell. He came off the bat. Bad look for Gary. They they said they sat him down and talked about it. He tripped. Um, I mean, everyone was trying to yeah. make it's horrible. He's a bumbling, right. fumbling idiot. But every, people were trying to say like he needs to slide, and like no, if you look at it, all he needs to do is step on the base. He didn't have a big lead. They just run these plays all the time because why not? They already knocked Andujar out for the season or whatever with one of those plays. Same exact thing the Orioles did. Uh, I'm not excusing Gary. I'm just saying like he right. tripped. He's an idiot. He stumbled right. and fell. He wasn't like trying to steal home and got picked off. Yeah, it's not like he just froze up and had no idea what was going on. He did trip. He fell off the bag. So there's there's your first out off of the bases loaded. So then Clint pinch hits for Talkman, um, and he strikes out. So now we went bases loaded, no outs, to two outs, runners on first and second. And we've got uh, Urshela comes in and pinch hits for Waiter because they have the lefty on. He grounds out. So that was in that. In one fell swoop, we'll call it, we emptied our bench and we didn't score any runs. So that put a lot of momentum back on the Orioles. But, Jimmy, your guy, Clint, I oh, mean, yeah. he's the hero. Yeah, he's a hero. He was the hero. Yeah. That's, uh, let's he go. He stopped to g- talking. He stopped talking about playing. Yeah, I want to get into it. Uh, yeah. Later, but Okay, let's go to game three. Sunday, fun day. How did you contain this into a one-minute burn? Is this even possible? It was possible? tough, man. I, ba- I basically had to get rid of any scoring that wasn't a homer. Um, oh, well, you'll see. All right, here we go. Let's see how Jake does on this one. I liked your Bundy doesn't like judges. Yeah, Bundys and judges. And I got you pretty good with the big year of corn on Alex Cobb, huh? Oh, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's good <laughs> Did you see I posted a disgusting gif of him rubbing his bald head to get sweat onto his hand to grip the ball better no I need to it it got like maybe 10 likes and Perfect. the responses were just like gross <laughs> and I was like yeah because <laughs> hey, I, just... <laughs> I, I made the caption I made the caption lubing up the throwing hand <laughs> and, it's, Ooh, yeah, that's... <laughs> and it's Hap rubbing his bald head made me laugh no one liked it no one liked it. Has to be my least liked tweet of the of the series. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. It's gross. Hap, don't be so gross. On, also, I was watching the game on uh, the Orioles broadcast as well as the Yankees broadcast because I'm just a crazy person trying right. to deliver the best content I can for uh, Yankee fans. Masson zooms in closer on the pitcher's faces than any broadcast should ever do did you see my pictures of that i did see your picture they're like yeah. you can see dylan bundy's pores like massive yeah. we don't need to see this it wasn't a flattering angle of bundy either like happer you zoomed in and you saw kind of the in shape weirdo old man bundy you zoomed in and you're like buddy i don't know I, it looks like, like he looks like he's polish and drank a bunch of vodka it's like what's and, going on here yeah i mean tighten it up a little bit bro like you're still the pros man <laughs> Don't, Masson, I know you're listening. Masson. Cut it out with those close-ups. No one needs hey, it. Hey, Mioli. No one needs to see, like, the beads of sweat drip slowly off Dylan Bundy's face. That's, that's an opinion. Say, you know, IMO. Game three, can the Yankees sweep? Let's find out. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Burn. 
Yankees bring their brooms to the stadium looking for the sweep at Camden. David, the Hess trucks here versus Domingo on a Sunday. Herman, and it truly was his day, Jim. No hits the Orioles through 5.2, and guess what? That's not the story of this game. The Bronx Bombers are back, babe. Glaber bombs, Glaber bombs, and Clint go yard in the second inning. Top three, Gary Sanchez, two-run homer. Top seven, retweet, Gary Sanchez, two-run homer. Top eight, retweet, retweet, Gary Sanchez, two-run homer. Three Yabo day from El Gary the Kraken. Red Thunder doubles up with his second homer of the day. Austin Romine, they didn't even know. The Rocho leaves the yard. Seven home run day from the Yanks. They kick the extra point and convert the two-point conversion. Yankees 15, Orioles 3. Oh, how sweep it is. Let's go, Yanks. Oh, how sweep it is. Like that? Is that? Did you use that last year? I like to think so. It's the only thing that really comes to my mind. <laughs> I like to think As like a sweep so. joke. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Okay. You could have said, uh, 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 brushing those uh, dirt bag Orioles into the hand thing. What's the thing called that you hold? You in think your that'd hand? be a good? You think that'd be a good the close dust, there? Dust pan. What's that thing called that you sweep all the the dirt? Dust pan. Yeah. Dust pan. Yeah. The Orioles go into the dust pan and into the trash like the rest of their season. Uh, you know, F- FDR is creating street street cleaner jobs with where they sweep the roads. And Yankees that's apply. Yankees baseball. Yeah. Just consult me next time if you need help with the right. burns. You know? I won't. Okay. I won't. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, fun game. I mean, I don't, a, a lot of this is individual performances that I know we're going to get into in awards. There didn't need to be that many decisions being made, which is usually what we're talking yeah. about here. I saw someone complaining that, you know, oh, of course we got to ruin it by bringing Tarpley in. It's like, we were up nine, nothing. That's who you bring in. Be mad yeah. at Tarpley for not holding it down. Not, uh, not like that's who that's who you bring in, right? Tarpley. Yeah, you you have to bring the tarp on then. You you wanted I because I was I was looking at the innings there and I was like, okay, Ooh, we're taking- Jake, you could have said is rain and home runs, so the tarp comes in. I had I had a tarp joke, but it was there wasn't enough time. Um, yeah. so to talk about his one inning one earned run performance when the Yankees hit seven home runs, it was tough to kind of squeeze that in. Then do I have to mention Rui Sessa? Well, your boy, Jimmy. Yeah, man. Sessa has the best something on the team. Our dude, Andrew Owens, sent it to me. Best, uh, like, opposing Woba or something like that. I don't know what it is. Opposing Woba. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Domingo went out um, and, and kind of didn't have... Didn't have his stuff for that seventh. Tarpley comes in. He looks mad. I mean, I was rooting for Chris Davis. I tweeted it just because I wanted to see that stadium erupt. Um, I mean, if Chris Davis had like an RBI single, I think that would have been one of the better celebrations I've seen in sports. Uh, So I was rooting for that a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was just it was a gopher ball fest. Chris Davis is putting the entire nation, the entire baseball world in a tough spot. And I'm sick of it. Ooh. I, I revel in his misery or no, that's not, I, I revel in his terrible streak. I'm rooting for him to break the streak of the Ofer streak, but I wish he didn't make me so sad in the process. Right. Just such a sad sack. He's just Eeyore up there. 
Yeah. But it's really fun. Automatic out. Like This is what me and Big Baby David talked about on the pregame show today. You keep thinking, oh, man, you know, it's going to be this is the time. Like, base is loaded. If he's ever going to break out, it's going to be a bases loaded bomb. That's the narrative right there. And you keep thinking, like, shit, this is it. This is the time. And then he strikes out, and you're like, whoa, it wasn't the time. It's still not the time. It's some of the most must-watch TV I've ever seen. That's what I'm saying. There's two must-watch guys. It's almost like you know the ending, but you have to see how it's going to happen this time. Yeah. It's like Judge. We always say when Judge is up, that's what you tell the people in your living room that are casual baseball fans. Yeah, you got come here, Judge is up. You're going to watch this at bat. And when you're the Orioles fans right now, they're saying, Davis is up. Come on, let's see if he strikes out. It's must-watch. It's must-watch. And that's um, sad. Makes me feel bad and sad. But it's a little it's the sad. Kaster K- 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 leaning into it pretty good on the broadcast because he, he just kept kept saying, "What do you do? <laughs> what do you do?" Um, you beg Chris Davis to change his swing. Yeah, I mean, try righty, dude. He hasn't even like laid down a bunt. He has, switch hitting. He hasn't. You know, like a lot of guys will try to bunt and just like start something right. like just to feel the bat and the ball. It's like he hasn't done right. a thing. It's very sad. It's very it's sad. tough. And it's I it's the part that always blows me away is like he puts in a good effort in the field and stuff. It's just like, like the guy can't hit a baseball and he doesn't think he'll ever be able to hit one again. So that was something that's. That's something. Did um, you like the catchers that we can talk about that? All the catcher reactions. Catcher reactions were good. I, I think it's funny because, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the emotions of the game. You love seeing those emotions. After a while, if you're the pitchers, you got to be like, come on, guys. Yeah. Well, it was cool. The one of Severino coaching up the guy means yeah. like to throw his curveball to judge. Yeah. That's awesome. So I wonder if they really like I wonder if behind closed doors. There's two ways it goes when they're showing up their pitcher like they're, when they're reacting to home runs like that. Either the pitcher knows that the catcher views it as a team effort and he was part of this failure. And like behind closed doors, that's the message. Or the catcher saying, I can't believe you missed your spot and he's showing him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you you got to go a little deeper in the relationship, but it's, in, it's a blast to watch. That's what I said. This Orioles team is fun to watch in a bad way for being terrible. They're entertaining. There's some entertaining the pickoff plays, yeah. Um, let's uh, I, I'm done. I'm done with the Orioles. Hanser Alberto comes in for the to to throw the ninth. All right, let's move on to awards. 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 It is Sunday, which means I get to go first, and the first award that we give out is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Pride of the Yankees, and if you've listened to one episode of Talking Yanks or followed me on Twitter for one game, then you know who's getting my pride. If I can get it to him, I will give it to him, and it is my man, L. Gary. Now, until he hit the third home run, he wasn't my pride, but he forced my hand. Because the dude hit four home runs, three in one game. He's now got six home runs in eight games played or something like that, Jake. Nine games played, eight games played. I did the whole WOBA stat, which basically just says he's hitting the ball really hard. Results should come. Results came. Looks so comfortable in the box. He did have 
ba- two base running blunders, and I'll get to that later in the show. Yeah. But come on, three home runs in a game? Guy deserves an award. And there's other guys, there's a lot of people that deserve awards, and I think you're going to give pride to a, a, a more deserving person. So, so I'm not leaving him out, but uh, I'm not going to apologize. I'm, I'm done apologizing. Gary's my pride of the Yankees. Yeah, no, no apologies needed, Jim. And I mean, he, I think he is the true pride of the Yankees just from kind of where I started off this episode. If you told us that two weeks into the season that we were going to have this Gary Sanchez, I think we'd be on cloud nine, man. He, he, was, he was one of the biggest question marks coming into the year. And Jimmy... His glove work that people get mad about. This guy was hurt last year. This guy was hurt, hurt last year. That's what I think. And it was his shoulder, man. And you see it on the home runs he hits to center field. Those were fly ball outs last year. And I think that I've talked about that pitch when he has to reach across for an up and away fastball. That's the same thing. Like catching those as a catcher. The balls he's hitting, that shoulder looks healthy. I think it was it was less healthy than we we'd like to believe last year, and I I think it's something you'd be prideful on because I mean after everything this off season, you know J T Real Muto. You know should we package Gary and something else for Real Muto? Well, no, because Gary's cheaper as and better, but. Outside of that, when people just look at baseball reference and they look at Gary Sanchez's 189 or whatever he hit last year, uh, I get it. But to to see him back, I mean, it's that's that's the pride of the Yankees right there. He currently has a 1.146 OPS. Uh, OPS is somewhat new. A lot of our listeners know exactly what it is and how to measure it. A lot don't, and that's totally fine. And if you want to know the levels, we I, I give him probably once a month just to keep. Anyone new up to date, because I think anyone that follows baseball should know the correct way to measure baseball. And right. OPS is is the simplest. You're not diving into analytics, but it's a true result of what a batter's trying to do. It's uh, on base percentage plus slugging. So do they get on base when they hit the ball? Do they hit it really hard? Gary has a 1.146 right now. It's still early. Because uh, if, if your OPS starts with one, you are uh, super MVP level. MVP level. If your OPS starts with a nine, you're all-star level. Eight, you're above Good. average. Seven, you're average. Yes. Correct? That's basically yeah. how it goes. So yeah. right now, he has a 1.146 OPS. He's crushing the ball. He's hitting the ball on the screws. He uh, he looks good up there, man. And that's... He, I looks, mean, that's... he looks... Ca- like, two of those home runs in game three were two strike, account- two strike counts. And then he had he had the chance for the four spot against the field player, and he went for it. He just got right under it. Um, that that would have been pretty unique, Jimmy. Uh, you you know you know Poppy Gordo over here likes OPS, but I also like to break it down even easier when we can. Jimmy, most home runs by a catcher for people playing eighty percent of their games at catcher since twenty sixteen. Number three, Yasmani Grandel, seventy four homers in four hundred and three games. Good for you, bud. Salvador Perez, 76 homers in 397 games. Congrats. You know, good good catcher. Gary Sanchez has 77 now in 272 games. A lot less games. He's, he's really good. Hun- um, 125 less games than Salvador Perez, and yeah. he has one more homer than him. He basically has a full season of being a catcher, 
and yeah. he's hit more home runs than anyone. The, the guy's a stud. And half of the fan base actively hates him. <laughs> yeah. And if wild. you're if you're not part of the fan base that hates Gary Sanchez, then you may not know that it exists and may think that I'm exaggerating. But if I was to just forward you my mentions on Instagram or Twitter for the yeah. day, I think you'd be aghast um, at how much part of the fan base actively hates Gary Sanchez, which is weird. And I, I get it from all angles, so it's hard for me to hold in my rage when he goes three for three and, and just snap because majority of people don't send me that stuff. But to the like the 20 that do, like every time he strikes out or gets makes out, I get some tweets like he sucks as if you're supposed to get a hit every at bat. But uh right. So, Jim, I, I have a I have a quick one I want to send you on Gary cuz I I've been kind of going back and forth on it and I think Jared that helps us out with some talking yank stuff. I think he actually said it, but is it fair to say that Gary Sanchez like isn't a strong fundamental baseball player like his and I know that's dangerous for us to say cuz someone can take that and run with it but I mean the base running not too pretty the blocking is one of the you know fundamentals of being a catcher I mean is it fair to say he just doesn't have strong fundamentals he's a great baseball player but he a couple of the basic fundamentals you'd like to see a little more uh I don't know that seems that seems like a a, a general term for some problems. It would say more like he loses focus sometimes and he's not a good base runner, but Posada was the worst base runner in the history of baseball. Uh, so I don't, I, I think he's, I think he's athletic in his own way. Like Romine the other day was like, he's a crazy athletic. He's got a cannon of an arm. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird, that's a weird, he's a catcher. So like, Right. It's it's kind of a weird statement and there's like some half truths in it and it's like too slippery to say anyways. But I, I, I thought it was interesting. I my my head's still not fully wrapped around it. Yeah. All right. Who is your pride of the Yankees? My pride of the Yankees, Jim, you you hinted towards it because he had I mean, an an incredible series. It's the kid, Glaber Torres, man. I I mean, are you kidding me? I I the numbers are Unreal. He batted 636, a 7-1-4 OBP. My guy went nut job. He had seven hits, Jimmy. Seven hits and three walks. This guy got on base ten times um, in a three-game series. Five RBIs. He had the game-winning homer that like almost saved this series for us. He had three homers in the series. But I, when I say save the series, I'm being dramatic, Jim. But we we talked about this a little bit. I mean, the winning game two was our first winning streak of the season. It would have somehow, if we lost that game, the Orioles would have had a chance to win this series. That again, think of the love and positivity that's been on this podcast. If we had somehow lost this series to the Orioles, I mean, threat level midnight. So Glaber, I mean, playing some shortstop, James, he's awesome. Amazing series. He he he. Seven for eleven. Is that what it ended up with? It was seven for nine at one point. But he three uh, three yeah, three he, home runs, uh, five RBIs, big home run in game one. Glaber, game one, Glaber stepped up and carried the team. And that's what you kind of said a couple of days ago. Like it was in a pregame show, or I don't know when you said it, but 
Wouldn't it be cool if there's a different hero every game? Like, because yeah. I was saying it would be cool if Voight or Judge could carry us for like a week. Like, they go on a hot streak and carry us. Now, maybe Gary is about to do that. But right. it was Glaber. It was Clint. It was Gary. It was all of them. So, but it was Glaber. Like, that, if we lost that opening game, you don't know what the mood is. Because then you take that mood into the off day on Friday. So that right. home run was huge for uh, mental reasons. I, I think Glaber is worthy. Like he would be my pride, but I got to give Elgari his love. So you guys get it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, you know, comeback win that, and you follow that up with another comeback win. I mean, it's all, all the positivity and everything where we're at right now. I mean, began this series with that. So, yeah. All right. So let's, uh, move on to the not as fun part. You Yankee motherfucker. Yankee motherfucker in a three-game sweep of the Baltimore Orioles. Who's it going to be? Jake, do you know who mine is? Mine is, it's a hard one to give a name to, so I'm just going to say coaches and co. Okay. No, you know, I'm just going to say coaches. Okay. We talked about Holder and the decision-making then, and I don't know if that's Boone's decision. I think it's the analytics department. Or, or I think that I think those are pre-made decisions due to rest, like Britain not right. being available led to this auto making auto pitch against the middle of the order instead of there. I don't know who makes those decisions. It could be Boone. It could be the analytics department. I think it's more analytics department. But I'm going to leave that aside for now for my motherfucker and just say coaches. The Yankees right. don't play heads up baseball. Someone said that in my Periscope. They said, this is heads-down baseball. And that game, too, was the biggest heads-down baseball. And I don't know, like, during these games, when I sink to the depths of, like, sadness and betrayal, I really do wonder if Girardi's intensity was, like, that much better having them prepared for each game. Because the base running, Glaber missing second, Going past second, missing second. Gary stumbling on that pickoff play. Now, Boone did say that him and Nevin said right before that, be ready for the pickoff. They're going to do it, you know? And Gary just tripped. Right. Like, they did say that. Right. When there was a pass ball before Clint's homer, why didn't Glaber run? He would have scored so easily. And even, easily. even after that, DJ didn't go to second. and get him, yeah, that- He didn't get himself in the <laughs> scoring position on the back end. It's just heads down baseball bird bobbling that ball because he was watching the runner on third instead of looking it into his glove. It it just, the fundamentals are lost and it really makes you think that the coaches Boone is just saying, we're so good. His message to the crew is you go do your thing. You guys are pros. You've all earned it here. Like you go do your thing and we're going to be good. And it's like, I, that's great Boone, but also, Remind them of their thing, like daily. Go through scenarios. Yeah. Um, be more heads up, and it's on the players. I never, I never like to excuse the players and skip to the coaches. But this is a long term thing. We saw it a lot last year, and this game was like, what the hell's going on here? The base running blunders. So I'm giving it to the coaches because they. It just seems like of a team unprepared to play heads up baseball. Yeah, and Jim, they had two errors this game, and that doesn't count the bird play. That was actually scored a fielder's choice. 
um, because Birdie coming home and throwing it home, that's yeah, yeah fielder's yeah. choice. Uh, Hap had the weird play with Birdie at first, and then LeMahieu uh, boinked, a, boinked a ground ball. And yeah, Jim, I know, hey, Yankee fans like complain when this happens to us. Orioles went one for 14 in that second game with runners in scoring position. Um, so this game could have been a lot different. Hap, Happer didn't have his best up. And Jim, I mean, you you mentioned the coaching stand from the standpoint of, you know, the base running and, and all of that. I mean, the whole Holder situation. Holder being out there for the third inning, I was we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, but I think that's more I, on like the analytics department. So the but the the fundamentals and being prepared is I can I can single that out and say analytics have nothing to do with that shit. That's the coaches, right. and they need a bad guy in the dugout. I think. I think yeah. that's something that as a little kid playing hockey, like that's my best youth hockey teams. And then like we won the state championship. It was always, you had your friendly coach. It was a Herb Brooks miracle. You have your, you have your bad guy and you have your friendly coaches. I don't know if the Yankees have a bad guy in the dugout. Like someone needs to be riding them. Yeah. We, we kind of thought that was going to be Nevin. He did it once Uh, last season. That's all he did it once. And then we didn't really see it again. So I, I don't know. And you're right. I mean, it, it, you can go down a wormhole when you start thinking, all right, these are young guys. I mean, do they need someone like a Girardi that, that's kind of on them every day, making sure they're mentally prepared? Uh, but we won't because we just swept the Orioles. So, Who is your Yankee mother fluffer? And I'm going to say this, Jake. Here, I'm going to say this to everyone that listens to Talking Yanks, and I, I appreciate feedback on this. I'm giving it, as we grow and we're getting a bigger audience, I'm giving it more and more thought to change the name of this award because people will want to listen with their kids in the car or pe- or right. some people, mostly people from the South, just don't like cursing. I, I right. think that's crazy. Words shouldn't hold that much weight in your brain. Release yourself of the power of words because they're just words. <laughs> well, now you're insulting those people that <laughs> you might be changing for. <laughs> Not insulting them, offering them a different perspective. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about changing it, but someone said we should call it the Tyler Clippert Award or some old player. But then I'd have to stop swearing in general or stop saying the F word. Yeah. My only promise is the F word. I don't care about any other words. So um, I guess we'll be recording with a bleep. No, that's too much editing. Well, if you just had it one time and you could just copy and paste oh. it. No. Oh, yeah. OK, we can do that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me some feedback. How many people? would rather it not be called that how many people want it to stay and uh all right and who's yours okay uh jim as obvious as your gary sanchez pride of the yankees should be this should be less of a shocker my yankee mfer is mike talkman oh wow i thought you were gonna say tarpley oh no no uh tarp job just came in and started throwing it's fine uh talk daddy Talk daddy to me. Back to back motherfuckers talking from you. <laughs> oh, I think he might have three for me now. No, you gave it to, he you, might, he you might. Gave it to Gardner week one for a series. Oh, oh, right, because I was I was mad at everyone else. And, you know, we we saw Talkman get a hit. It looks like I feel like I did get a little more of his game. He had the hustle play. He landed on second. The guys were laughing at him for giving the let's go. How funny was that? Uh, I mean, that's got to be a bad feeling when you're fired up because you just laid out a double and you turn to the dugout and say, let's go, and they just laugh at you. Yeah, it's kind of mocking. And, and dude, the whole thing has now turned into a mockumentary, and with Clint having his big series, 
like I, I know it sounds bad and it's a little unfair to Mike Talkman, but nobody wants to see him. <laughs> I, I, I'm being dead, dead serious. Like Clint, when Clint shows his flashes, it gets you so excited, and it's like, let's run this guy out there. You know, it basically for me, it's a countdown until Hixie comes back, and like I, I don't expect to hear from Mike Talkman again this season. It's fair. He got it. Or I mean, G G might come back before, before Hixie. So yeah, I I don't know. It's it's unfair, and it's you know you don't want to play into that. You know, it's not one of our guys in our system because I mean that's it's a ridiculous way to live. It's the people that don't like Giancarlo. But man, the whole thing was random when he got added to the team, and now it just seems bizarre. And I know it's such a small sample size. Maybe the guy's a good ball player. Maybe he'll do some great things for us later this season. But right now. I'm just <laughs> I'm over the Mike Talkman experience. You know who Mike Talkman is? To go to a, another miracle 1980 hockey team example. Okay. When when they had their team set to go to the Olympics, Herb Brooks called in other players to try out at the last second and was yes. and was giving them a shot. And the team finally went up to Herb Brooks and he goes, "You got to cut him." Like we are the team, and he says, "Why should I? Why shouldn't I give him a shot?" And they say, "Cause we're a family." That's what Talkman is. It was Cashman just ruffling feathers like, you guys, you know, you think you got it good. You don't have it good. I'm going to bring this new guy in. And all the Yankees are rallying like, get this loser out of here. He's excited over a double. Boo. I mean, that was, you, that was harsh. Harsh harsh for Talkman to get so excited. And the dugout to laugh at him. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, you haven't talked all week. So, yeah. Weird. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you, Mike Talkman? Who are you? My, Come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> My first award, Jake. This is the Run Forest Run Award. Ooh. Any uh what's that reference from? Um uh old rabbit cartoon. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you know who's winning this? I do because uh, we we have a sheet that organizes some of this. Oh, so you do? No, I don't. You do know it goes to Clint Frazier. Yeah, run, Clint, run, take the job and run with it. Because, nice. like you just said, Jake, no one wants to see Mike Talkman. Yeah, everyone would be happier if it was Clint. And and they're acting like it's going to be a platoon until Hicks comes back. And unless someone runs away and Clint got the start on Sunday because Hess actually has better numbers versus lefties than righties. So the Clint, the righty got the start, hit two home runs, three home runs in two games. Clint, the fan base is dying for you to run away with this job. Force their hand. The concussion stuff last year sucks. So I feel so good for him. That he finally gets, like, he got the monkey off his back. He's back in the pros. He's producing. Force his hand. Now, Gardy had a good series. I think Gardy ended up hitting, like, 330 this series. He got a hit every every game. Gardy's contributing. Gardy, Gardy had four hits and four walks, I think. Yeah, Gardy's contributing. But, yeah. but run with this, Clint, and force it into, like I said in our PPPs in the beginning of the season, the goal is for Clint and Guardy to, at minimum, be platooning come August right. and September, or Clint is the left fielder and Guardy's the fourth outfielder. That's the goal in my brain, and Clint's been given this opportunity early. 
run with it. I had no faith in him on that home run. I was shit-talking him on my periscope because he looked so bad. His missing balls were like a foot swinging. But those Baltimore pitchers, man, they cannot spot their two-strike pitches, and Clint did damage with it. And then two more home runs. He actually played heads-up base running. He moved on a pass ball. And then I gave him the Jitterbug Award last year, and he got a ball in left field and threw, fired it home right on the plate. So everything in Game 3 and Sunday's game looked great. And as much as I've given Clint shit for his personality uh, on social media, I still want this dude to become the starting left fielder in Excel because when he puts that legendary bat seed swing, legendary bat speed swing on a ball, it's beautiful. Yeah, and, and Jim, I've got I, I thought run force run you were gonna get a little literal with the running because it he he can run and our our guy Big Baby David had a tweet saying how how much he believed in Clint as a base runner, which is a little fun. But yeah, man, and it, it's gonna be interesting when Hicks and Giancarlo come back. I mean, how much how much real estate can he grab while it's available? Um man, he uh I my theory I have growing on Clint Jim is that he he is confident in what he's confident in and when he's confident he doesn't have to think and when he doesn't have to think he plays well. I think he's confident in his hitting. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he's up there. He's he I think he represents Boone's con- control the zone uh saying very well. He's obvious, you know, the legendary bat speed when he connects with one it's special. His running, the the guy's quick. I think he believes in his running. He believes he can do it. He's not thinking, so he does it. I think his fielding, he knows that that's not a confident point for him, and then it starts to spiral. You start thinking more, and it and it falls out of touch. He um, there was a <laughs> there was a routine fly ball to him today. He looks solid there. Maybe it's just a matter of doing it on the real stage for him to build up his confidence, um, but. Yeah, man. He uh I I mean, how how special can he be potentially at the end of this lineup um later in the season? Yeah, it'll be I I hope I hope he takes takes hold and runs with it. So, run yeah, forest and run. it's it, it's not even us being, you know, oh this he looks pretty good. He's got some talent like n- check out the internet. Like Mike Mike Axis are you know, and guys like this are like th- Clint's a real player. He's got 30 home run potential. If they can get that out of him, I mean, again, we're we're talking approaching 300 homers as a team and that fun stuff. So, all right, what's your first award? Jimmy James John Boy, my first award goes to I'm a pitcher, not a thrower. Whoa. Well, Domingo, so bad, Domingo, Domingo German, um, the the Yankees pitcher. I I got on the hype train midway through spring training, and he's currently making me look good. Um, Jimmy, I might have to have you dig in the rule books a little bit because the the two earned runs he gives up today were on pass balls by Romine which I was doing some research and pass balls aren't supposed to be an earn run, but I, I don't know if it's something with Tarpley coming in relief. I, I'm not sure, but either, I mean, the guy essentially shouldn't have had any earned runs today. He's got a, a one, six, four ERA with those on the early season. I think he, he would have had a zero if he didn't. Um, Jimmy, he only has three strikeouts today, three strikeouts and two walks. He, he kind of came in with the approach of, 
I can get batters out without striking them out, which again is one step further in the pitching process. And man, he just looks calm and composed. We had some quick innings. I'm on the Domingo Herman trade. And with, with the CC news today, I mean, it, it sounds like I don't think we're going to see the Gio Gonzalez show in the Bronx, which I was pretty confident in about a month ago. Yeah. Right. I was very confident. We're wrong on that, but we'll see how uh, lasagna does his next time through. According to Wikipedia, a scored run due to a pass ball is not recorded as an earned run. However, a scored run due to a wild pitch is recorded as an earned run. Right. So one of them is a wild pitch and one of them is a pass ball. But he has two earned runs on the day, two runs, two earned runs. So I don't know if ESPN's messing it up. Caster said they were earned runs. So if if uh, if we got any good baseball nerds, maybe reach out to us tomorrow and we can uh, we can figure that what out. What was going on with Tarpley and Hermon or Tarpley and Romine? I think one of them, Ro- Romine, had a weird glove angle, and I think it was just kind of all the home run excitement. Kind of the game was over, and I think he got lazy on one. And the other one was just bizarre. Yeah. That was weird. But even besides those pass balls, they were off. Like, they were just not on the same page. Yeah. It was very odd. I wonder how much, I mean, how much have Tarpley and Romine worked together? I don't know. I don't know. My next award is the... Nice catch by Romine today. Yeah, that was nice. My next award is the uh, Mr. Everyday. Mr. Everyday, baby. Mr. Everyday. You know who that goes to? I mean, it's pretty cool that the week after you give... The fans, the award you're going to give me an award, but no, 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 you're not Mister Every Day because you don't. Oh, that's you, not you hate Tuesdays, so I can't do Every Day. I hate Tuesdays. You're right. You're right. It's, it's uh, DJ LeMayhew, Every Day DJ. Yes, sir. DJ Every Day. That's a cool DJ name. Pretty good. Not man. as not as good as um, who did we see in college? J. DJ Yup. Yeah. What was the guy's name? DJ Yup. That's a good DJ name. That's what. That's what I said. No, but who was who? What, he was the DJ of. Oh, um, Trey Songs. Trey Songs, DJ Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Just a great intro when you want to shout out your DJ. But um, Lemayhu, DJ every day. Does he have a hit every day? Still, he got a hit today, so he's got a hit in every game this season thus far. And I think he's made a nice play every day. I think because he is such a contact hitter and such a great fielder. I think every day DJ is going to contribute to a win. Yeah. I, I like that. I like, um, and man, the, the fan favorite thing is kind of played out exactly for what you're saying. I mean, we, he's, he's one of the few guys that kind of will impact the game in a positive way on a daily basis in some way, whether he has the stick today, whether he has the glove, he he's gonna do something good for us, and it's uh, it's been fun, man. I, I gave the DJ Lemayhu lover some love. I mean, he's still off to, uh, you know, he's currently batting over 400 by a good amount. He's he's gonna come back down to earth a little bit. Not every ball is gonna find the hole. He has he only he has one game without a hit. April 1st. Yeah, but he walked. He's reached every game. Yeah, he's got on base every game. And yeah, man, he uh, I I wrote a little quick quick blurb article on him today that I, I think I'm going to start doing regularly, Jim. It's, it's what I've been trying to get across in words, but I haven't figured out what I want to do with it. It's, it's going to be the circle that one series. It's kind of whenever there's a play that I think people would overlook that needs to be noticed. And man, 
in the middle of that Orioles rally, we mentioned the holder situation. Adam Adovino comes in. Bird botches the ball. Adam Adovino whipped one at DJ LeMahieu. Wrong side of the bag, full tilt, with a crow hop, basically. If LeMahieu doesn't catch that and that ball goes into center field, like, the game's almost over. Like, you're going to have runners second and third, no outs, Orioles with all the momentum in the game. Adovino and the Yankees as a whole are going to be shook. And because LeMahieu makes the catch, it goes overlooked, almost unnoticed, and the Yankees can come back, rally, and win. So um, he's uh, he's a really good <laughs> – I'm going to give him the Glaber Torres double-A scouting report. He's a really good baseball yeah. player. I was so scared when Adovino turned and whipped that to second. Dude, I was like, so what I, are you doing, I mean, Otto? If it was a perfect throw, he has him. So I know that's what Vino's going for. But yeah, didn't really put it close. The guy, guy with the most movement on our team, he's like 55 feet away, come crow hopping off a mound to LeMahieu. But yeah, man, it, it's tough to not like what DJ LeMahieu has been doing for this team. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your, your last and final award of this show? My final award, you, you know I love a good traditional baseball award. It's the Attack of the Slide Trombones Award. Attack of the... Slide Trombones Award. Slide? Slide. Slide Trombones, okay. Like slide into a bass. Okay, yeah. Or like slide your trombone. Yeah, um, I'm not a music guy. It's a, I, w- I was section leader of the Low Brass in seventh grade. <laughs> hung, it up in a, hung it up in eighth grade. You know, the more impressive stuff on my resume. Uh, Jim, there's a song, Attack of the Slide Trombones, which is just basically the trombones just sliding it all day. Okay. Oh, God, he's going to look it up. This might be bad for people. Jimmy, the Attack of the Slide Trombone Award goes to Araldus Chapman. People were worried about Chappie. His velocity was low, and then the next day he kind of, that Tigers rookie got his first hit ever off of Chapman. I, I still so strongly believe in Araldis Chapman. I think I could have I could have tied him into the pitcher not thrower award. Like we're not sure Araldis ain't gonna hit 103, 104 this year. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll prove us wrong. His slider is filthy. And he's been pumping that slider more and more. We saw it last year was the most he's thrown it. I think he's gonna throw it even more. And the more he throws it, the better that 99 mile per hour fastball is gonna look. Uh, believe in Araldis Chapman. Don't 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 be freaked out by any of the early stuff. Again, we've almost been spoiled that we can that we can bring in someone like Adam Adovino who has filthy stuff and be like, well, I think Vito's going to get some saves this year. It's like, man, Araldis Chapman is on a Hall of Fame closer path. You were the one that said Adovino was going to get saves. I know, and I I still think he will because <laughs> I think Ch- Chapman's going to have to have like a DL stint or something at this okay. point this year, and Batances is hurt. Someone's going to have to step up, and I think it would be Vino or Brent. I have here but, a video um, from 2009 of a fifth-grade okay. band playing Attack of the Slide Trombones. The the yes, YouTube comments are not pretty. Y'all suck. Okay. <laughs> Y'all suck. <laughs> Matt, That's tough. Going to a fifth-grade band, so here it is. <laughs> I mean, the people were saying that's not good. <laughs> Attack of the Slide Trombones. I like that award, Jake. 
Thank you, Jim. Your old buddy, uh, your old buddy Tyler Austin got DFA'd. Did you hear that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, people, people were there. Was some Yankee chat saying go get him, but I, I don't think that'll happen. No, because we have two first basemen that are better than him right now. Yeah. Why would that happen? Bingo. Is Torres in the pros right now? If he wants to play AAA. No, is so his toes not on. What are you looking up right now? Why are you talking twins right now? This just seems odd. Oh, because your two guys who are supposed to be all-stars this season or next season are currently not on 25 man. Right? I said 2021. Jim. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Austin was 2021. I think toes supposed to be 2023. They have to redefine their whole careers and then they're going to be independent league all-stars. Like I said, <laughs> independent league. Yeah. Nice. That was good. It was nice. that you slipped that in there. Right now. Yeah. All right, we have Houston. We have Houston coming up tomorrow. We have Tanaka versus Verlander tomorrow. So everyone, Hello. be prepared uh, for your. Why are we making this picture look like Verlander tweets? Because it is Verlander. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. We will have a series preview on the website, JohnBoyMedia.com, TalkingYanks.com. We'll get there. If you want to be part of the fantasy series that we're doing, go join that. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash talking yanks. We'll be back tomorrow with our voicemail episode. I think that was a lot of fun last week. So 908-845-9752. Call in, leave a voicemail. We will most likely play it if it's under one minute long. I think we have a bunch already, Jake, but baseball moves fast. So voicemails can get dated very quickly. Yeah, don't don't be shy to call in. Voice for, voicemail up was a lot of fun. We'll, we'll, we're gonna run it all year, uh, Jim. I think we missed some tiny housekeeping stuff. This whole Gio Urshela. I was, I was thing. just gonna <laughs> say that. Yeah, Gio Urshela. They brought up Tyro Estrada. Michael K really really has trouble saying that name. Yeah. But they brought up Tyro Estrada for one game, and K's theory, you told me because I missed this, was that he thinks they were. They brought up Estrada for one game to try and for negotiations with other teams. Like, no, we're happy to roll with this dude. Like, we're not in dire need of anything at all to see if they can get right. someone. I guess I buy it. I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of other logical reasons. <laughs> I, I think that's why. Man, Ur- Urshel has been fun. The guy really does have a good glove, and he had a couple hits. I I almost I almost had a mean tweet something along the lines of the people that wanted to bench Gary Sanchez for Romine are going to be wanting Urshela over Andujar. I didn't go there. It's happy times. Um, Brian Cashman wins his 2000th game. Twitter's a tough place because you can't just argue with this, the irrational screaming and yelling. What did I say one time? It's like walking into a room and say, who's the dumbest guy in here? Let's debate. (laughs) Twitter will really try. They'll, Twitter will do its damnedest to make you fall for that trap. And you gotta, you gotta say no, 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 no. I'm good. Thank you. And we'll be back tomorrow, Monday night on Patreon if you want to watch live. Tuesday morning if you listen on the podcast app with our voicemail episode. And enjoy, uh, enjoy Houston tonight. I guess. Let's go Yanks. Go Yanks. Tom Gramps. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>